back. This is Miranda. Pooja. And Anju. With the Jilted Indian Podcast. Jazz hands. Season three, Pooja. We have it's... to say season three before you do jazz hands. Damn it. I got too excited because we've been away so long. I'm rusty. <laughs> um, well. We rehearsed that, you guys, and I still messed it up. (laughs) Do you know how many times we rehearsed it? We rehearsed it a lot. Yeah. But you know what? But to be fair, we went and ate and drank a lot in the meantime. (laughs) Emphasis, drink a lot. Yeah. Emphasis, drink a lot. But I'm so good to be with you both. (laughs) It's so good to be with you both speaking into a microphone. We've been having a good time, and we haven't even started, like, recording until now. But now we are. Here we are. Yeah. We missed you. We did. We we posted a couple things. Couple things. We on, shared some stuff on Twitter and on Facebook, right? Yeah, we ignore Instagram, but you know, we have our personal <laughs> situations. And you know, we were we've done some growing as human beings since a couple of I don't know national events happened since we were gone. Oh, a yeah. Cou- there was an election, I think. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Some stuff happened there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Miranda has some news, right? Yeah, I have some news. Oh. So I quit the patriarchy, ladies. Oh my gosh. Yay! Yes, so I quit the patriarchy. And and it goes something like this. You know, you're born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a middle part to this. <laughs> <laughs> and we're into the middle of the story. You're born into this world. And you're taught from a very, very young age that... The girl's purpose is to get a guy and be whatever she must be to get a guy. And then it never stops. Even after you get the guy, you still keep having to to keep keep the guy. And then you die early or you end up with some kind of inflammatory disease and your immunity is down all the time because of the stress of keeping the guy but women still outlive men, FYI. And yet, super, okay, okay, can we talk about women being yes. superior? Yes. Anyway, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true because, like, actuaries, they uh, talk about in insurance how women live longer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I only bring it up because later in the season, we are reading a book about erotic stories for Punjabi widows. Mm-hmm. And I brought it up because in the patriarchy, at least in the brown version of it, mm-hmm. when your husband dies, then you're the free widow if you're not an Indian sent to a widow's commune. Mm. See, take the widow's part out of it, insert feminist, and you have the situation we're looking for. Yes. Okay, well. Banish um, me to the feminist commune, banish, patriarchy. Banish. <laughs> New Orleans jazz parade me to the feminist <laughs> commune. That's more like it. So I, I decided... Okay, well, I have two choices. I can continue being everything and doing everything and look hot while I'm doing it until I land a dude and then I keep doing everything and being everything and look hot while I do it until I die an early death later than the dude because somehow in all their privilege they die earlier <laughs> i think it's an evolutionary oh, thing like escape the timeline before <laughs> us no, think about it how many centuries of the patriarchy has existed it has to be an evolutionary thing for our survival like what dominant traits take over so we have some kind of heightened immunity we are mutant level survivors maybe it's because if you have to live with a cis hat male 
your tolerance for bullshit gives you some kind of special immunity. I think, or yeah, I, I honestly think there's, we need to look into the Darwinism of the whole thing. Like, yeah, I, I wonder how women have just like become more and more and more and more robust just over the centuries. <sighs> okay. So, I mean, except for the childbirth thing. Yeah. Or um, I don't know. That's, that's still a modern young. problem. <laughs> Yeah, and yet they still live longer <laughs> after being torn in half. Oh, man. So, okay, it's either that. <laughs> that was a lot. So that's option A. Option yeah. A. Yeah. And option B is? Option B is say fuck no to all of it and no longer participate in this do anything to be with a dude and enjoy my life. Holla. So I decided to do the latter. And of course, you know, there's the opposition in my brain because this is a huge cognitive shift uh, to decide, oh, I don't want that anymore. And that's not to say I'm going to be single forever. And it's not to say that I'm a lesbian. Uh, because, But if I was... Fuck yeah, I'd be a lesbian. You know, like fuck you, patriarchy. I'd be, you. I'd be. Yeah, okay. Look, then the the partner could go with me to the feminist commune. Okay, yeah. I'm saying, uh, yeah, because men can't handle a woman who wants to just be by herself. So it's got to be she's a lesbian or or she's bi or it's got to be that she's gonna be alone forever with her rocking chair and her cats. The the tropes abound, and it's just like, well, what if I'm just a straight woman who wants to be by herself and enjoy her life. I'm not going to answer that question. I want to just pick up something that you said. I'm like, okay, men are replaceable by cats on a rocking chair. That's like, true. <laughs> that's true. That should be the takeaway from when they try to insult cat ladies. Like, oh, you are replaceable by an unspeaking animal and piece of furniture for my happiness. Okay, so. That does sound really good. <laughs> that sounds really good. What's the saying? You like because you love despite. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well. Well, so you quit the patriarchy. Did you get the tote bag? Mm. No, but I'm going to make one now. <laughs> of course you are. I just, for those of you who don't know, I'm a sewer. I sew things. I've learned applique while we were gone. Oh. And she makes quilts. And I make quilts. And I learned, I actually made a uh, Galentine's Day shirt. Oh. It's called strip piecing when you take different strips of fabric, you sew them all together, and then not I where cut I thought up. that was going to okay, go. Okay, well, <laughs> it's less. I was like, crafting sure sounds. It is fun. recreation, but that's another kind of recreation. That's another episode. So this is <laughs> this. I made like a, a the woman symbol, the female symbol, full of Valentine's like prints, oh. and then I took it to work and I made a bunch of crafts for all the women in my department. And we had like this empowerment session, but like, yes. Anyway, I sew. Well, and here's the thing. I have been crafting a lot lately because I have energy now because Mm -hmm. it's not going toward men or anything male related or anything they want. Weird thing number two, I now wear makeup all the time. I (laughs) officially welcome you to the makeup tribe of the feminist commune. We have war paint. Um, (laughs) Very happy to 
I feel like sometimes I Sherpa the the brush selection with all my friends, not just you. Whenever they're coming into makeup, I'm like, sure. I, I'm like, listen, the game's the brush, okay? <laughs> Invest in the brush. You're gonna have that longer than the makeup. <laughs> okay, okay. I just imagined Pooja in like a thick Sherpa coat, leading people up Mount Everest to the right brush. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, the, the makeup is Fenty. The brush can be anything, uh, but the brush needs to be good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I am enjoying our periodical makeup talks yes. because Pooja has hipped me to some stuff and I have gotten some Fenty and then it became Urban Decay and then it became Benefit and then it became uh, Tarte and I am now a psycho. We're going to tag all those companies in our tweet and send us free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because these are companies who actually dedicate themselves to brown women's skin. Yes. And I especially love Tarte because you can see women who look like you under the foundation and no wonder they're like one of the number one concealer like concealers in the U.S. Yeah. Because like they actually show your face. Like there's an in, there was one foundation I picked and it happened to be a South Asian woman. Oh, and wow. I was like, wow. It's, it's good to feel seen in that sense. It's like you're asking me to pay you money, but I need to know that you see me as a customer other than, you know, mix sand with dark amber and see what happens cover girl and that always <laughs> looks bad yeah. you know yeah. it always looks bad because they refused to put the effort into finding us right shade now i'll yeah. give it up to mac because for the last 10 years i wore mac and mac really was the forward-thinking company with having uh brown women black women shades and then they had drag queen they had a huge trans drag pictures of people who go shop there all the time so i feel like mac really set all these other companies up to be successful if you are friends with me you see me posting about makeup on my instagram all the time and it's like a five-year-old again with the mom discovering you know whose child discovered makeup and she's stealing all her makeup which i actually did so but (laughs) but then like um arrested development set in (laughs) anyway didn't mean to bring trauma into this, but anyway. Well, I mean, we're talking about the patriarchy. That they go hand in hand, That's don't true. they? Well, uh, well, I have all this energy now. Yeah. And I have like, oh, yeah, what can I do with my life now? I can do so many things. Speaking of which, women doing so many things. Yes. Have you seen how many women are running for president? What's the count? What's the what's the count? I Is know the five. Fr- what about Kamala Harris's announcement? I have her color? T-shirt in my laundry basket, <laughs> but yes. What about Kamala Harris and her presidential campaign? <laughs> and she had the same colors as a woman who previously ran the first black woman to run. The great Shirley Chisholm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Her campaign colors paid homage to Shirley's unbought and unbossed unbo- yeah unbossed yes i always want to say unbought and unbothered because if i'm not <laughs> bought i am not bothered <laughs> if you didn't pay me i don't care <laughs> got it got it got it yeah her campaign is gorgeous and yeah. she's being um supported by some incredible people like some incredible feminists yes and well i mean we will obviously table for a further episode as it gets closer to the election about the backlash of all the women running 
about how Kamala Harris is a cop, how Amy Klobuchar is mean and eats salad with a comb. And but St. Bernie's in here. And even though he hasn't released but one year of his tax return should be president. You know, like Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that later. But now we just want to bask in the glow that for the first time, nobody batted an eyelash when five women said I'm qualified and and ready to run this country. And let's talk about how great it is that having like how the freedom of having six different women running means that none of them has to represent all women for everyone it's almost like you know we've moved into the 20th century (laughs) the 20th (laughs) for other countries who had female heads of state in the 20th century you mean mean the 21st century no No, we haven't reached there yet you're right you're right about that (laughs) (laughs) america today has had men presidents since the what is it the 17th century Hmm. has not changed so we haven't even entered the 20th yet so 18th century 18th century yeah but 1700s 17th century well i mean the king was <laughs> i mean yes yeah, also no. a man yeah yeah well okay your point is true yes. and that's all that matters it's the facts just... surrounding it are suspect but the point <laughs> <laughs> sorry i couldn't help myself okay no 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 <laughs> As long as the point is there. The point is totally valid. Absolutely. And also, this is what Anju does. <laughs> we can't just say shit. She corrects us all the time. Yeah. Well, it's so hard not to just throw it over the Anju. Be like, how many pres- How many female candidates are there, Anju? I didn't actually count them, but I think it's six. And you can't blame us for wanting to go into hyperbole. No, absolutely not. I'm a big fan of hyperbole. <laughs> and so... Yeah, it's great to have all these women running. Um, sexism Still abounds, yeah. abounds. Of course. Um, they'll look for the tiniest thing to hate that woman for. Can we talk about on the subject of sexism, Kirsten Gillibrand continuing and forever to be punished for Al Franken's bullshits? <laughs> Kristen Gillibrand did not possess his body and have him grope eight different women who've all come for eight women have accused him of sexual misconduct eight and because because Kristen Gillibrand breathed that week she gets <laughs> the blame for a decision he made right <laughs> she had the nerve to tell him that say that he should resign she was by no means the only person wasn't even the first person but somehow inexplicably she takes the blame like she like because personally she put a gun person. to his head and made him resign without his hearing or whatever yeah because she was the bravest person because she dared to say it out loud Ugh. that's why that's why she's being pilloried because yeah. you know if you're gonna say the, i think the, it's important to talk about sexism uh, in, a, yeah. in an episode on female empowerment well, Finish what you're gonna say, Pooja. Um, oh no, it was more—it was more conspiracy theory than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my other thing to bring it back to sexism is what is it that makes Bernie better than Elizabeth Warren today? That's that's my that's a question. Why Elizabeth does it Warren have is to running. Be Bernie. Yeah, why right. does it have to? He's gonna be almost 80 years old by 2020, guys. I mean, that and, just means like. 20 years ago he was 60 and that's still too old (laughs) right but like elizabeth warren is running right now and she's put forth some pretty progressive plans policies actual things that she's like worked out the numbers and can show you which is more than i could ever say about bernie why is she not getting the same sort of traction and the same sort of support from the people who support bernie and not only that like have you seen her lay into wells fargo 
like the head of Wells Fargo, there was this whole thing where she was just, and just, I'm sorry, watching her tear into Betsy DeVos. There's watching Elizabeth Warren tear into people is a pastime for which I almost <laughs> I wish shed this a tear. Was being re- web web streamed because the Miranda's physical reaction to loving this is great. She's actually like about to tear up. It's like I, she's about to do chef's kiss. I'm I'm looking at the ceiling because I don't want to cry. Don't like you haven't done that before. <laughs> I'm saying there's nothing better than watching Elizabeth Warren hold somebody accountable. There's nothing better. But yet we want to take the president's bullying of her, her reaction to the president's bullying. And actually she she actually corrected herself on that whole thing of 23 and me and the difference between being a part of a tribe and having ancestry from a tribe. Right. Big difference, but still, that's the thing that makes her not a viable candidate. And I don't understand, I also don't understand talking about, I I keep hearing like the progressives calling her a neoliberal, which is a dumb phrase anyway, but also I'm like, this woman was progressive before progressive was really a thing. And Mm. she is literally the reason we have the Consumer Protection Bureau. And she was like, it was created because of her. Like, there is nothing more progressive than that. If, if you have ever complained about any of your consumer, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the regulators of banks, financial institutions, insurance companies, anybody who lends you money, if you've ever had a complaint about anything like that and you sent it to them and it got resolved in your favor, you got a loan modification, you got terms changed, you got your credit report corrected, that's Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. And even if you didn't have to do those things, there are actual rules in place that make made them less predatory. They give you more information on your were, statements. Were in place. Yeah, yeah, because Trump has, of course, tried to undo that by putting Mick Mulvaney in, in charge of the CFPB. And unravel Dodd-Frank, but yeah. Right, but Boy. there were rules in place that protected you even if you didn't actually do anything to try and protect yourself. Even if you didn't need those things, it gave you more information. It kept them from sucking you in with one rate and, and increasing after when you weren't paying attention like those things were there because of elizabeth warren yeah yeah yep and so just what do we we just want you to check your sexism that's all yeah right. and while we're talking about checking sexism if we can pivot towards talking about the freshman class of senators a man I mean, and congress congress yes 2018 yes. midterm elections yes. yes and i just building on what you said miranda but how symphonic it is to watch elizabeth warren check somebody doing shady stuff to a consumer and holding people to task and accountable to the laws of this land. <laughs> it's the same feeling as watching Barbara Jordan open up the Nixon impeachment hearings. That speech is wonderful about how she talks about my people, you know, black people, because Barbara Jordan was the first African-American senator from the state of Texas, and mm-hmm. I think the first African-American senator. Yeah, um, no, in the period. South. Yeah, period. And, period. And so she is um, from Texas, and uh, she opened it up by talking about my people weren't considered a whole human being when this country was formed, and here I am opening up the most important constitutional matter of this country to date. And that's beautiful. And to the same extent you see when female leaders speak truth to power like that, you're just like, huh, because Maisie, Hirono, 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 she, when she calls out, like blatantly calls out people, we know you're lying. Like she says that to you. I love her. You know, that's another one. When um, Senator Harris was um, taking Kavanaugh, to task during that farce of 
a hearing. Um, and Amy Klobuchar, those things, as a woman, you're just like, yes. Like, I stayed home from work to watch those Kavanaugh hearings and was in this living room pumping my fist and screaming into pillows at every turn of it. And I'm sure the long-term damage to my heart uh, <laughs> with the amount of ar- arteries that everyone's heart. Yeah. But speaking of that, speaking of if you're damned, if you do, and you're damned, if you don't, which is, you know, probably the, the crux of Elizabeth, not Elizabeth of um, Rebecca Traister's new book, good and mad, good and mad about yeah. the power of female anger. Um, when you have women speaking truth to power like that, and then you have the new freshman congresswomen, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, um, Amanda Presley, um, not Amanda Sharice Presley. David Sh- and Deb Holland. Ayanna yes. Presley. Ayanna Presley. Amanda Presley is a person I personally know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Amanda. Deb Holland. Hadland. You have these women who are, one, women of color, Two, they did not get where they got through the normal means a female politician would. Glad handling. Like, Kamala Harris is a traditional female politician. She rose through the ranks in state office. uh, You know, ascended through the rank, you know, was viable to donors and got a national office. But then you got AOC. And then you have AOC who wore through tennis shoes walking in her neighborhood and a year ago was a bartender. You know, so you see females... Um, speaking truth to power and being so empowered and clapping back, whereas I think a decade ago, the fir- if we look at 1992, the first year of the woman, I feel like the first quote-unquote year of the woman, the women were grateful to be there and didn't want to rock the boat. And now we're just like, fuck your boat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that boat. We came in with a helicopter. That is the title of this episode. episode. Yes. It's fuck that boat. <laughs> Okay, so like let's, let's just recap. I know it's been months and we've all read all of the everything, but let's just go ahead and recap the 2018 elections. Yes. So we had record numbers of women running for U.S. governor, for U.S. House, and U.S. Senate, right? We had a record number of winning, women winning in the U.S. House of Representatives, at least 90. We had, of course, like we just talked about, we had the first two Muslim candidates or Amazing. representatives. Um, female because they've been male yes two first two female muslim representatives the first two native american representatives and sharice david david's and uh deb holland ever ever how insane is that in 2019 the year of beyonce's internet what in the world (laughs) (laughs) they came to slay and i especially love alexandria just to quote cardi b dog walking these men who just want to and I have to say white men they're white men they're not men of color they're always white men always and they pull out the most arbitrary shit and they want to discredit her late most recently there was a billboard in Manhattan about AOC pulling jobs because they didn't allow um Amazon in Manhattan and she doesn't even represent Manhattan. <laughs> I mean and but then like AOC is such a specific case of of what the hell is happening here. Like on the one hand you have people talking about her Instagram stories when she's cooking with her Instapot and she answers questions. Then you have the greatness of her talking about we're at a caucus meeting and half the speakers are lobbyists and this is normal and nobody says anything. You have her uncovering bullshit in just her simple 
it's very calculated from what I'm seeing. And I think she's a genius. And if she was a surgeon, she'd be the most highly skilled with the precision that she does, the things she does. When she plays that newbie card, did you know that all the lobbyists are here? Like, it's like, yeah. no, here's some corrupt bullshit. I'm going to pretend to be new, right? Like, she can only get a, get away with that for so long, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm going to be interested to see how then she comes after, how then she attacks it. But she's... I like her a lot because of who she is as a person. I'm admittedly, I have not read all of the Green New Deal. I know what it's about, you know what it's trying to do, but I haven't read it piece by piece, right? Or bullet point by bullet point. But I think the thing that inter- that's interesting about her, there's so much interest about her from every facet, what she wore, how, you know, did she afford that suit on that cover shoot that she did? Um, but the, and that she's a grandstander. But when you listen to her speak, she's knowledgeable about what she's talking about. She's mm-hmm. 29 years old. Like, she was vilified for having a mu- She filmed a video for In college, college and yeah. dancing. Yeah. College. Dancing. She's not allowed to be happy when we're or fun. Or fun. Ironic, even though we're told to smile all the time, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she claps back. And the other thing I like that she does is she's a believer of what call your girlfriends have termed shine theory. The shine's on me, the spotlight's on me, but let's shift it to something that's more important. Look at what she's doing. Look at what they're doing. Look what this group is trying to achieve. I appreciate her for that alone. You know, despite the leadership things that she's going to bring, despite pushing the party to the to the left and again like what you're saying about elizabeth warren she has people associate her with bernie's ideals right like his economic plans but she's being pilloried again because she calls herself a democratic socialist as he does yeah i but she's not good enough right so i will say what woman would be i haven't seen that as much definitely there are people who are like she should run for president even though she is 28 and not actually eligible 35 by the constitution people right on Can we just talk about how desperately we need civic like literacy in this country? <laughs> um, sorry, let me get off that soapbox. My point was just that I I was somebody who was like wary of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because of all of the hype. And that made me like not want to like her. But I'm with you, Pooja. Like the more I hear what she actually says, not what people have to say about her, but what she actually says... I'm impressed. Like, she's intelligent. What she says is far more nuanced than the media makes it seem. And and she makes really good points. And she has to, like, bear the brunt. She's front line in this, right? So she's front line knowing she has a target on her back because, let's face it, she's, she's gorgeous. She's so fucking beautiful, <laughs> right? So it's like, if she was just a regular person, she would be famous because she's fucking gorgeous. Right. So she's, because of those things, because she would naturally have the spotlight on her, I feel like there's an element of, I'm going to take the hits. I'm going to take the hits that these patriarchal toxic bullshit hits. I'm going to clap it back. And hopefully another woman coming behind or right next to me doesn't have to go through that. But we see with Ilhan, like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say something about her ability to just drag these men into the ground so they could feel concrete on their face for the rest of their life. When they all said, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez wants to take your money. These like ultra, like supremely rich billionaires, billionaires, like they have, they, that wouldn't even hurt them to like take that teeny, 
tiny bit of their riches because they were making that, you know, they were trying to create slander for her, but she was like, you motherfuckers don't know how marginal tax rates. Have you read a history book that saw before Reagan it was 70%? Like, have you not, do you not know history? And of course, the thing is, most people don't know what a marginal tax rate is. And most people didn't know that we had one up to 90% in the mid part of the 20th century. So we didn't know that. But we do now <laughs> because of her. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest and say when she posted that, I was kind of like, huh, I wonder how that works. Nobody was like, I won't say nobody, but I will say like the first reaction they had was to be combative instead of maybe, hmm, I wonder what that means. Well, not just combative, but also deliberately misleading, mm-hmm. making Super. people think it was an, a flat 70% tax for everybody and not All just over $10 million a year. And I think... That's another reason I appreciate her, that breath of fresh airness, because we all, I mean, those of us who have literacy um, and, and, and a sense of curiosity and want to know about these things, when we, when you look at how stories are presented and you look at how things are, are said, you see it's all a shell and con game. You know, look at, for example, in local media markets, Sinclair Media is buying up local news stations or local stations and presenting news that's pre-approved on a national level. So news will no longer be informative. It will just be political speech, right? That's but, not will. That's not a pre- future tense. That is a present tense. That's the present tense. That, that's present tense. And so you have, I feel like what she's doing is also subtly if you're looking at it, subtly teaching people, look beyond the ellipses means something. They're leaving stuff out, right. you know, and so they are just obfuscating facts. And this is one way if, you know, I'm not somebody who's against mainstream media, but if it's one way for the, the part of media that's all about clicks instead of information, you know, that's one way she's combating it, I think. And that's hopefully that's the trend that catches on. It's like, no, actually, instead right. of well, actually, it's no, actually. Right. 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 I think that we are headed toward this feminine commune that we dream of <laughs> only because we're seeing things like this happen, like AOC dragging everyone, uh, Rashida Tlaib going impeach the motherfucker. And unapologetically, oh, after oh, every, all the cr- pearl clutching that happened, all afterwards. my pearls. Ugh, somebody said, "Fuck," you know. A Muslim woman. <laughs> yeah, said, um, fuck yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. She represents the whole demographic, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ilhan uh, Omar in the War Crimes Committee. Uh, taking ha- them to task. Yeah, the House Foreign Affairs Committee, um, and when she took that. She was asking about Venezuela and oil, and she's like, context, and taking our own um, military reports and reading them back to people who were there to execute them and then being shut down. I don't want to be here. I'm like, but you, we did and you did. We mm-hmm. did and you did these things. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is going to ask about them? And why? And it's important to always, I love what's happening out because they're adding context. And it shows that they understand more than what people think they do. Right. For Ilhan to be like, okay, why are you here to advocate for aid for Venezuela right now? Is it because of this? Like, I love that. You know your shit. And um, AOC doing the same thing where it's like, what are you talking about? 70% until 1945. You know, it's like, hi, this information is here. Why aren't you paying attention? 
And let me add to that, that there's a reason taxes aren't taught in high school, because if people don't understand how taxes work, the government gets more money. The government gets more money. If we talk about how taxes work in high school, middle school, even college, the rich don't get richer. I'd imagine that has a lot to do with why it is so incredibly complex and difficult to understand as well. Yeah, and you probably wouldn't have libertarians if you taught people what taxes are in high school. True. Um, Can I say, though, currently the Texas state legislature is in session in 2019. They're in session every two years. Yeah. Um, And someone did actually introduce a law this year to mandate um, financial literacy classes at the high school level. Holy shit. I don't know if that's going to pass. We'll see. But man, that would be awesome. As somebody who had to listen to her coworker walk her child, grown child, oh, through writing a check over the phone, I appreciate that initiative. Well, just And also, <laughs> like the fact that credit card companies stake out college campuses and offer free pizza to college students so that they can sign up for credit cards without... Any understanding of what the interest rates mean. Going back to Elizabeth Warren, no, they cannot anymore. Oh, that's right. They can't do that anymore. (laughs) But my point is, it's an important thing for people to learn before they enter the real world to understand how these things work so they can't be taken advantage of and exploited. Yeah, here's how compound interest rates work. Here's how your $1,000 credit card has turned into $3,000 of credit card debt in this short amount of time. And... You didn't look at 15.9% like, and also, <laughs> like yeah. how bad it can get. Yeah, and also explain what multi-level marketing schemes are and mm. that it's never a good idea to give people more money and for a promise of you getting more money. That's not... That's not cool. <laughs> uh, the legal pyramid scheme, I believe, is what you're talking about. Um, yes, and the companies that... By the way, the companies that have that model... The amount of money that they make is stupefying, mm-hmm. stupefying. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the reason why uh, see the see these sorts of things, I don't think people, w- if they had the the kind of education that we need in America, then a woman coming forward with her ideas to make the world a better place would not be as shocking. And if we would just, I don't know obliterate the patriarchy then what kind what would we have well first of all we'd have that commune that commune would be happening Mm -hmm. and rocking chairs and cats whatever pick your animal pick your animal like harry Hogwarts. no animal (laughs) (laughs) you know pick your animal and then this is a life the 100 percent amazing life you could have hell let's throw into the tax code that being single is being is a much more expensive way to live than being in a couple and maybe we should not make the tax code for couples as much as we should make them you know we shouldn't be making single people give away their money pay a much. penalty for being single pay a penalty for being single thank you i was trying to look for the words what's <laughs> what's the real life equivalent of a facebook like like that's that's what that comment you, gets. she checked in the air i checked I, in the air that's a defeatedly like. fish bump yeah. So, um, what do you think, listeners? Have you given up the patriarchy? What are your thoughts about these women running for president? How does that make you feel? Have you ever thought for running for office? 
Have you? I have checked your sexism. If you know, male or female or um, non, you know, specific gender wise, like, have you had to check your sexism? Like, have you ever thought maybe the lens through which you are looking at women's actions in high powered offices? Do you, are you looking at them through the lens of the observer or the lens of somewhere along that radical, you know, spectrum? Because if you're looking through the lens of, if you're looking through a patriarchal lens or any ideology that values men's ideas over women's, I don't check yourself. And also, I want to make another plug for just the intersectionality of the leaders that are in front of us. Like, I want to highlight how important that is going to be, you know, down the road, because now you have women understanding how health decisions about health care will affect the person doing the emotional manual labor in a household, which is a woman, mm-hmm. you know, um, why paid maternity leave is important why child care credit is important like you have women of color in place the most marginalized group of people in the american economic system right mm-hmm. um and, and and making these decisions and i will say that i feel excited by that and talking about like how we express joy and what's joyous and and whether or not we have it was that an off-air conversation does not matter but <laughs> um <laughs> what's exciting about that is like i'm I'm kind of nerdy in the fact that I want to see how policy is affected. Yeah, talk. Let's talk about Elizabeth Warren's um, the most recent uh, policy that she suggested, which was to um, subsidize pre-K, like daycare for children, right? Which is yes. one of the biggest expenses for most households with kids. Like it's more than college in some states. It's freaking ridiculous. And would we have seen a policy like that, a policy proposal like that, in any other election year? No. no. And even, and I mean, I'm on Twitter. Even when that came out, there were a lot of comments that were like, is this really the most important thing? Is this more important than healthcare? And it's just like, wow, you really do not understand how important it is to how many people, particularly single women, who already make less money and have to spend more of that money putting their kids in daycare. Right. When I went to the women's convention at the, the gun violence panel one of the women was like she held up her palm and she said gun violence affects the is the palm of the hand and all the issues it affects are the fingers right she talked about healthcare. she talked about education she talked about all these different things i feel like what you're saying here people don't understand that concept because financial stability is what that's about right that's the palm of the hand and that affects a woman the fingers of how it affects a woman's daily life you need 14 hands right because i mean internally it affects your stress and your health you know and that quality of life is improved by that it affects your pocketbook because then you can save for you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck you know living paycheck to paycheck is a it's like what 87 percent of this country does Mm -hmm. right yeah that's a damn shame yeah you know uh anyway so um i left the patriarchy a while ago it makes me tired still and and (laughs) You know what's nutty is that even after you leave the patriarchy, there are still patterns it going. There are still patterns and patterns that you have to like check. Like, am I doing this because I want to do it, or am I doing this because I'm just going through the motions again? Yeah, and I will say that leaving the patriarchy has made me more tolerant of children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you guys know my stance on this, but if I see like a, a, a 
person struggling in the store with a kid, a badly behaved kid, like I'm not like, Ugh, let me leave my grocery cart here and leave, which I would have done like three years ago, maybe because I don't like noise and ugh, anyway. But now I'm just like, well, what are the barriers in place that has not allowed this woman to give this child, because she's usually a woman, the attention that this person needs to give or what is missing in that dynamic that is making this child act out like what is it and then i'm like okay you see patriarchy everywhere you oh. know and it's like <laughs> sometimes it's just a kid having a fit and there's nothing you can yeah. do right. about but, it I mean, but kids can be sometimes rats, the judgment of the woman yeah the judgment of the woman for having a crying child is strictly patriarchal. Right. And I'm saying you're like, a shitty parent if your kid cries. And I'm I'm saying that since I've left the patriarchy, that's something I've given up is judging a mom based on an unruly kid. I still judge dads for like seemingly oblivious parenting in public. Uh, I'm saying this because I saw a man have his toddler push the stroller in front of a canal while he was on the phone one morning and I'm like I wish I knew who the mother was. I would send her a picture of this. But anyway, you uh, can cut all of that. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yes. Just, just we're done. We're done judging women. That doesn't mean that we won't hold women who are adamant foot soldiers of the patriarchy we're, that we're not going to hold them to the fire. It doesn't mean we're not going to do that. because well, And they are just as much victims of this societal structure as we were. But it's But they are still acting out for that system that keeps both men and women oppressed men who don't think they are men because they're not high status violent uh breadwinners and uh, meet a man who's lost his job he doesn't think he's a man meet a man who uh doesn't have uh the appropriate muscles or this or that you know although i feel like men's fat has been more normalized than women's dad like, bods. yeah like dad bods are accepted or whatever or meet uh, let's look at a guy who doesn't have money he thinks he's not a man mm-hmm. or doesn't have the right car doesn't think he's a man the patriarchy hurts men too and and i think that it's so everybody wants to put it underneath the umbrella of feminism but this is a human rights this is a human rights thing and this is one of the things... One well, of the, I guess that's where the misunderstanding about feminism comes from. Mm-hmm. Feminism isn't just for women. No, it is for actually men. for both men for and women. women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. intersectionality within. So including the entire spectrum, of course. We, obviously, we have way more to say. But that's going to be in the future. We have future episodes. <laughs> oh, we, yeah. We could talk about Down with the Patriarchy for like a full season. Coming in season four. Coming in season four. <laughs> but I will say it's been nice not being locked down by that bullshit. The makeup's fun. The energy's nice to have. And my, you know, I've been kind of, I don't know, been not, I won't say career obsessed, but I have, I'm finding balance to be able to like, uh, get to the financial place I want to be so that I can have this life I never even began to live. And I feel like that has only begun because I let that go. I feel like since we've been on break and since eschewing the, the patriarchy fully, I've also let my wings fly a little bit, nice. you know, doing new things, trying new leadership roles out and things like that. So I'm just... I wish everybody would shed the patriarchy. <laughs> it, and it also takes time. So if you haven't quit the patriarchy, it doesn't mean you're deformed or like messed up. It's just, it's very, very hard you're to shake. You're slower than most. It's, no, it's there. not. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> cutting that. There. It doesn't, if, 
the little engine that could. You're just chugging along, but not at the right speed. No, <laughs> we're not judging people for not getting out of the patriarchy fast enough. So hold on. We're going to say this. If you have not shaken those things, if you're still in the middle of making the cognitive shift out, and maybe you're even curious about what it's like to feel free, 100% fucking free. Because if you think about it, a woman who's doing the patriarchy right will think she's free. Well, see, yeah. If no, you played I'm, your role right, she's going to think she's free. Yes, my little engine that could statement is for the people who have not realized that they are in the patriarchy. Like, I'm going to shit on them all the time. <laughs> you don't tell me who not to I'm shit sorry, on. I'm sorry, no, that's not what yeah, I meant. No, is. I will shit on those people. The people who are, like you were saying, are curious and they want to know what it's like to be free. No. get Take your power. time, figure it power out. To you, power yeah. to you. And if you are doing everything you can to keep those women from being free... Uh, I hope we never cross paths. Tabitha Laryngitis. Right. <laughs> and Kent State Gun Girl. Yeah. I will shit on them all day. Oh, yeah. I'm not telling you to stop that whatsoever. <laughs> I, girl, I would not. <laughs> but even my most in- generous interpretation of that is how religious myth has per- perpetuated the per- patriarchy as well. So... Um, I also will say capitalism. And capitalism as well. Yes. And the tax code and shit. We could go on all day. Um, but... I'm, I'm saying, I guess what I want to say is, uh, if you're curious about what it's like to be free of all of that and to just be, and you know, maybe you're sick of s- sucking in your stomach all fucking day. Maybe you're sick of, uh, looking in the mirror and thinking you're not enough or whatever it is. Uh, I hope you find freedom. That's all because I feel free and it's fucking amazing. doesn't mean shit's perfect doesn't mean I don't have my anxieties and it doesn't mean that things aren't hard and there are other ways they can be hard because struggle, struggle is a part of life. Suffering is a part of life. But I am not suffering in that way anymore. It just means that you're not tethered to a certain thing anymore. There's other right. battles to be fought, but right. though you're not being held back by the patriarchy. So Insert fate effect here. Um, <laughs> one last thing to say is we are happy that you're listening. <laughs> Sorry we've been gone. We have more to say, and we will say it next time. Until then, this has been Miranda, Anju, and Pooja with the Jilted Indian Podcast. Go in peace and power. Because we came with love and courage.